millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. This is Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. This is the show that gives you all the week's news and all the best music. I'm Luke Croft. I'm James Hargreaves. And I'm joined in the studio, delighted to have Danny Pietnik sat across from me. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm exceedingly well. So you're going to be performing live for us today, Dan? I am, yes, indeed. I'll uh, try, are you... try to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the best of my abilities, you know. Are you very excited? I am, it's great. You know, it's uh, always good to try and spread the word, coming on there. Absolutely. So, so you know... Uh, spread that word, Dan. <laughs> or wo- several words, as, as is in a song. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited as well. I think I think uh, it's going to be a great show today. We've got a few good things to cover, and of course, live music in the studio as well. Yes, and uh, obviously Dan is a nutcase, so um, <laughs> uh, we will be getting Dan's input on some of the uh, sideways looks that we will give to the news. Um, so, what's been in the news this week, James? Uh, this week, obviously, we've had all the uh, the come down from the Paris attacks, haven't we? Um, but, you know, we, we're probably not going to dwell on anything um, too depressing like that, and we're going to go into some, hopefully, funny news that we can make some uh, some jokes out of, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I wanted to uh, just run by, I, I was I was getting ready to leave today um, to go and meet you two. Um, I mean, has your, has your partner got any sort of funny funny habits or anything that they do in the house that sort of you think is a bit bizarre? Uh, she's just funny all the time, to be honest, and it doesn't happen after being in the house. She's just uh, a bit crazy. Well, I came to put my shoes on today, right? And in my partner's shoe, I found a banana. She's not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a banana, what is all that about? How how on earth would you, or why would you put a banana in your shoe? Is, is he shaping it or something? Has, has he got feet that look like bananas I don't know perhaps no. it's a, some sort of Normal substitute feet. for a, you know those things that people put in the shoes in order to prevent heel pain perhaps it's sort of like an organic version if there's any doctors listening if you can confirm or rubbish that please do we're out the squeak on Twitter get in touch and let us know but yeah I just thought that was I just thought I'd throw that one open so I thought it was very bizarre when I put my shoes on today yeah, yeah. Well, when when I say Rachel's crazy, by the way, she's not actually crazy. She just—I just said that because she's uh, she's listening as well. She's uh, in Leamington Spa today. In Royal Leamington Spa. Yeah, Royal Leamington Spa. But yeah, she's listening with her family and stuff. Um, but yeah, she she can be a bit mad, but um, not bananas in shoes mad. Marvelous. Okay. Um, thanks for that. We'll we'll move on swiftly. Um, now. One thing that has been in the news, a Sheffield story, which I think is uh, marvellous, and um, it's, I mean, do you, do you, I know you're a beer drinker, James, do you drink do you? beer, Dan? And when I say beer, I mean like real ale? Um, no, I don't drink that many real ales, uh, they've all got sort of like daft names, aren't they, like the Swans Uprising, or whatever, uh, not, not saying that's actual uh, beer, but no, I don't really drink real ales, um, I, I'll, I'll have the odd lager here and there, but uh, nothing... Uh, Ale like well, a story that's because uh, it's in. It's I mean the the seasoned drinkers have always drank ale, but it's it's in with the younger population and a lot of students are drinking it and whatnot. And obviously w- around um, 
Kellam Island in Shales Moor, there's a lot of real ale boozers down there, which mm. is across the road from where all the students live. But I saw a story this week um, that uh, said that Sheffield, they did not like a beer census, and it's found that Sheffield is the best city for beer in terms of Cascale and the average price of a pint. Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. Obviously, there's Kellam Island, but it's not just that. You know, you go into town and you've got Devonshire Cat. Um, you've got real ale in uh, Lots and lots of different pubs. I think just uh, two years ago, the New York Times listed Sheffield as one of the top 50 places to visit because of its beer run. Mm, well, um, I, I would definitely agree with that. The campaign for real ale, or camera, if you will, uh, surveyed 145 pubs on one day, which I think is quite impressive, um, to record the number of unique cask ales available within the city, finding 730 hand pumps offering 385 different cask beers. Um, and I'm, I mean... If you if you do go for a drink in town, it can be quite pricey. Um, yeah. How much would you say the average price of a pint was um, from your personal experience, Danny Pietnik? Uh, from my personal experience, what of a real ale? Just a pint in general. Uh, I think you're looking at anywhere from sort of sort of three fifty up to you know a fiver. Bloody hell! I not, not, don't normally pay that much. <laughs> I'm not going drinking with you, Dan. Well, it split depends where you are. Like you know, up here you, you pay sort of significantly less than you would you know south of the border. Well, I'm talking. I'm, I'm on about Sheffield. Sorry, oh, right. may okay. not have been clear enough. But Sheffield's a bit cheaper. Yeah, I think maybe in the vicinity of sort of three to four pound. Then can I yeah. say that is that safe? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe I should have fed you the information. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> James, how much would you say an average pint is? I'd, I'd say, you know, somewhere b- between three and four pounds. Um, anything more than that's probably a bit too excessive for me. Mm. Well, the campaign for real ale found in the boozers that they um, surveyed, the average price of a pint was £2.86. Excellent. Um, prices varied from about £1.70 for Ruddles, which is probably right for that, that beer. It's, it's not the most premium or the, the biggest ABV. Um from experience, um, to £4.20 for Thorn- Thornbridge Rattlesnake. So, a name for you there, Dan, for the I relay. like how you're using the technical nice. term of ABV as well. Yeah, well, that's 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 <laughs> correct, isn't it? And that's not in this in this um, body of text that I'm reading from. That just came straight from the grey matter. Straight from the top of the head. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's great for the city of Sheffield. And, and there are some great breweries in Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite beers to drink around around the, the Yuletide period is um, Belgian Blue. Yeah, Bradfield from, Blue. from the Bradfield Brewery. Yeah. Having said that, it is quite strong, and I do get myself into a bit of a tangle um, yeah. after consuming it. But, but that's the thing, because it only comes out sort of between November and January. You forget how strong it is, and then you have a few, few pints, and... Um, it's 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 good fun though. Unlike anything, when you have to get it in whilst it's there, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely, get it in. Um, <laughs> and uh, the the pub that was in focus was the Kellam Island Tavern on Russell Street in in Kellam Island. Obviously, the Kellam Island Brewery is um, home to uh, Easy Rider, Pale Rider, Kellam yeah. Best. All of those, and, and the old brewery used to be in the Fat Cat in that little shed thing that they've got. Um, that you had the outhouse, and now the brewery's obviously expanded, and there's a great, great brewery down there. Abbeydale Brewery, Thornbridge Brewery, so Sheffield's a great place, so I'm, I'm not surprised at all. So that's great news for Sheffield. Um, there's a lot happened over the um, weekend in the Premier League. Um, just some crazy quotes that I wanted to um, share with you. Now, Liverpool turned over Man City yesterday. I mean... Pellegrini is is not uh, he's not very um, talkative, is he, with the media really? No. And he said yesterday um, that he was more than angry with the result. Now, what was more than angry? Devastated? Um, yeah. <laughs> what is more than angry? Is, is that you know? It's, it's one of these sayings that 
actually, when you look into it, doesn't actually mean that much, does it? No, I mean, th- there are some carrots in the Premier League, um, and Jose Mourinho is definitely one of those. He was saying, um, I mean, it, it just tends to, to get himself into a tangle, really. He said that it's going to take Tom Cruise um, to get them to win the Premier League because it's Mission Impossible. <laughs> I must say, actually, talking to Jose, um, he, he does look considerably happier. Uh, this, uh, well, before the game, anyway, before they'd even got the result, he did look considerably happier. I think maybe, I don't know, I mean, they might be turning a corner now, Chelsea, but. Maybe. Yet to see. Yet to see. Yeah, it's, it's not. You don't expect Chelsea to be where they are in the Premier League, do you? You don't expect them to be much higher up, challenging um, challenging for that title. But then again, you don't expect Leicester City to be at the top of the league, do you? Yeah, and what a great run they've had. Um, Claudio Ranieri's come, come back in. Everybody was a bit unsure of what he, what he could do for Leicester's fortunes. And, you know, considering what Nigel Pearson um, had brought to Leicester. Yeah, well, they're still looking to have such a potent goal scorer like Vardy as well. I mean, was he broke a broken record? Broken record, now? yeah. Scored ten, in the last ten, ten, ten games. successive games, Fantastic. yeah, which is which is marvellous. So yeah, um, just a quick mention. I just thought that was quite funny. They're talking uh, about players. If we uh, on the other end of the scale, uh, look at the silly players like uh, Brecon City goalkeeper Graham Smith, who turned up at the wrong ground last <laughs> week for, for the game against Stenhouse Muir. Did you see this one, Luke? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he basically turned up and the ground was empty. Was it not? Yeah, it was empty. That's because he'd gone to an away match uh, when they were playing at home. Ah, we've all done that, though. I've done that in the snooker league. I remember when um, we were playing at the Devonshire Arms at Door, and uh, one of the guys went to the Devonshire Arms at the bottom of Ecclesall Road, which is no longer there. Obviously, oh, yeah. walked in. Um, I mean, understandable if they'd got a snooker table, but there's no snooker table, or there was no snooker table in that pub. So he walked in, scratched his head for a minute, and then thought, oh, maybe in the wrong place here. So, yeah. Um, now we mentioned Adele. Um, we've, we've been talking about this again on the way in in the car. Danny, you were, you were talking about Spectre and Sam Smith, and you were saying you, you weren't the biggest fan. I think that was the general consensus of a lot of the listeners. Um, um, not last week, was it? The week before? Yeah. What, what you know? You were saying that Adele's Skyfall was a better song in general. Um, just 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 elaborate a bit on that for us. I don't want to be too, too controversial, but basically what I was saying is uh, I felt that with Sam Smith's song, uh, it didn't, for me, capture the essence of a Bond film. Mm. I didn't instantly connect with it. Now, like, like I haven't seen Spectre yet, so unless, you know, you said it, 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 out of context, that song doesn't quite have the same effect. Maybe I'll see the title sequence and sort of understand it more. Well, for me, what, I don't know, I just thought the, the Adele song in particular seemed to capture the imagination. Well, that's what you, you were saying, James, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's the case. With every Bond theme that you get, you have to see it uh, in context in, uh, when the titles, it sets up the tone of the film. Um, and I'm with Danny on this, so I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, the new Sam Smith song. Um, as I said two weeks ago, I think, I think it's more like a Disney song than it is a Bond song, to be honest. <laughs> a Disney song, yeah. Um, well, Adele was on... Uh, I, I was talking about that pre-recorded interview because we... we, we we were saying that she's not allowed to do her tweets anymore because she did a few drunk tweets and whatnot. And I actually watched the uh, Adele um, at the BBC on Friday. Um, did you did you catch it? Did you watch it? Are you a fan of Adele? Uh, she's not someone to listen to regular, but you know I, I wouldn't sort of turn her off if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that sounds harsh, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Yeah. But well, I mean. She's she's obviously not been around since sort of Skyfall. She's not really done many appearances, so it was good to see how she's she's matured. Because I remember watching her first, the first time she brought her first single out on Richard and Judy, 
And she was, I used to watch Richard and Judy, by the way. I, used to, I, I was just about to pull you up on that. I thought they were brilliant. Richard did you join the book club as well? Do you know, actually, you mentioned that. Um, I did buy one of the books, um, and it got me into an author that I still read today. So, oh. yeah, I, I fully commend the book club and Richard and Judy. Someone's got to. Well, they went to watch, and I, I didn't have cable or, or Sky at that time, whichever one it's on. Um, so I didn't, I didn't follow them, and then they, they unfortunately ended up coming off telly, didn't they? Because nobody yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought there. Richard and Judy Book Adele. Club. Adele, thank you. Um, so yeah, um, she she did a, a nice little segment where they'd got all of the Adele lookalikes together. And um, they were they were doing some sort of they thought they were being entered into a competition or whatever to meet Adele I think or something, and uh, they were all doing their Adele bit and Adele went along dressed as um, a sort of a warped version of herself she got like a prosthetic nose on and different hair and everything and they all got them together and then they didn't realise it was her and obviously she went up and sang and it was blatantly obvious and they were all in tears and everything I just thought it was really good and she was she was very um, she was very good with the crowd they were they were she brought her Oscar along. Which you might think, oh yeah, brought her Oscar. But she brought her Oscar, and people were having pictures with the Oscar that she'd won. And then she was coming, coming behind them, and sort of photo bombing them, and then putting their arms around them and saying, "Oh, hello, it's me," and all that. And uh, it was just really good connection with the. Um, she was saying, "Hello, it's me." Yeah, just like the song. <laughs> yeah, hello, it's me, which I thought was a good, uh, you know, a nice touch. And obviously, these people who were massive Adele fans loved it, loved it to bits. I like Adele, but she's she's on the same kind of level as you know, like Florence and the Machine for me. It's someone you can listen to one or two songs, but mm. you know, a whole album and an whole afternoon of listening to can yeah. drag a little bit. I think I know what you mean, but I think in terms of the vocal ability, I think Adele oh, is, yeah. is far superior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's a lot of tuning issues. I think when you listen to Florence. Um, so yeah, that that was one thing. Uh, just just to let you all know, we forgot completely to mention it last week. Um, Mark, who was supposed to be going to Egypt, we did a poll on the Twitter. Yeah, um, he has not gone. I can confirm he has not gone to Egypt. So probably the best option. So what has he done then? Is it, um, have you found out? You know, does he get compensation? Does he it, go somewhere else? Is um, it- yeah, yeah, he got his money back that they would that, that they'd forked out for the holiday, uh, and that's it. But I think one of the one of the issues is um, because they knew there were a lot of people that weren't going to Egypt. Um, the prices to go away everywhere else has suddenly rocketed. Yeah. So everybody that w- would have been going to Egypt now to book another holiday, it's costing at least, you know probably double what it would have cost if you know before everything happened yeah. um, over there. So uh, the uh, the um, travel agents are really cashing in. Uh, on the on the Egypt uh, crisis, is, is, are you scared to travel? And I, I, I know some people that I've seen, you know, on Facebook and things like that, saying that they're, they're too scared to travel now after um, what's been going on these last few weeks. No, and no, I, I'm not. I'm just of the opinion that carry on with your life. Don't let it affect you that much that yeah. you stop your normal day to day life or stop going and enjoying yourself somewhere. No, I absolutely agree, and I think if 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 it's you know if you, if it's going to happen, you, you can't you've got no control over it. And if you, if you worry about what's going to happen, um, if something bad's going to happen, then you'd never you'd never leave the house, would you? Absolutely, that's it. Mm, marvelous. Um, so that's that's Mark's holiday situation just out there. Thanks to all of you that voted on the poll, by the way. I yeah. think that's something we set up after a few pints one Sunday, didn't we? I think it was after Belgian Blue, actually. So it's ah, <laughs> do you know that would explain why I didn't remember we'd done it. You know, so oh. I went on. I'm like, I'm getting all these notifications here. Um, yeah, that's why then. Yeah, yeah Belgian blue is—it's uh, it's, it's <laughs> both the best drink ever and the most lethal. Yeah, well, I'm—I'm I'm not exactly a you know a seasoned drinker. I'm a bit of a lightweight myself. So yeah. Um, 
So, should we have a song from Mr. Pietnik? Um, tell, well, t- tell us about yourself first, Dan. Um, you're uh, and obviously you, you're here with your acoustic guitar. So, um, tell us about how you got into music first of all. Uh, that's an arduous memory to have. Uh, I guess it was uh, just sort of growing up listening to music quite organically, really. Not nothing uh, profound or spectacular. Uh, sort of getting into guitars at an early age. Always been more into sort of guitar music, really. Um, and then obviously meeting people, your, your influences seem to come, like you go to college and stuff and you get in, you know, someone shows you, you know, that's sort of very traditional. Well, obviously we, we uh, like promoting new music and local music ideally on here. One thing we were saying, James, is the um, the community that's within the music, um, Yeah. you know, family in Sheffield. We, we went to a gig, I mean, you went to another gig on Friday, we went to a gig the Friday before, and it was great to see how, how, how many local musicians and, and bands had come to see and support the guys that were, were playing these gigs. Indeed, and everybody stands up for each other. Um, again, at the gig I went to this Friday, uh, you know, all there was Resonate playing, there was um, the Cavaliers uh, from Doncaster, um, you know, and even there you saw you know, the lads from Monarching and, and lots of other different people from the music industry just supporting each other. And it's going to happen again tonight. I've got a good story we'll tell you about later. Um, with two girls that have travelled up from London uh, and at West Street Live tonight, they're going to be playing as part of Christian uh, Carlisle's night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll tell that story later. But everybody looks after each other in Sheffield, which is a great community spirit. And have you always found that, Dan, when you've been gigging? Yeah, I, 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 I tend to find that when I've played gigs and because I've done a lot of open mic nights, uh, the musicians there are always very sort of welcoming of each other, um, and there does seem to be a, like a sort of real buzz, and people generally like you know they seem to come together and, and find like you know a, quite a, a solace. And a well, what what we were thinking um, was was definitely the case in Sheffield. There's that many bands at the moment that there's not a lot of money about, is there? Because there's so yeah. many bands all, all all doing all these gigs. They're not really making that much of a living, are they? Yeah, there's, there's from gigging itself. There's so many venues, there's so many bands, and there's so many gig nights that it's the market's almost saturated. It's great for a punter who can go out literally any night of the week and yeah. see live music, which is fantastic. Six quid last last. Friday, well, not last night, not Friday gone, Friday before, and yeah. three, three, three really good bands. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then you look at uh, tonight at West Street Live, Christian Carlisle's broadcast night, and that's free entry, and he's got Floodhounds on in there, he's got these girls, Molly and Ellie, and that's going to be a great night as well. Um, and you've got Frog and Parrot, you've got the Washington, you've got the Hop, every, everywhere. There's lots of music there, but like you say, there's no money in it for, for the bands generally. They get a, kind of a pound ticket split uh, out of say a six pound ticket um so they have they have to sell you know a hundred tickets to to get a hundred pounds back yeah not great uh, talking of venues uh I hope you don't mind me doing a little cheeky plug but i'm uh, i'm gonna be playing um the green room on the 25th and then made avail on the 3rd of december really so. tell us more where can we get tickets <laughs> well you won't need tickets as <laughs> it's free at the at both uh venues oh is it oh yeah. marvelous right okay. there should be quite a few good acts on that night so well, both nights marvelous uh, if i can just say as well i'm involved with this uh this sort of group called a secret show or up and coming sort of venue in Sheffield, and they put on these really intimate events around Sheffield, but the location is kept secret until last minute. So if I can just give them a better shout out, because they've been really, really good to me recently, mm. giving me a lot of gigs. I love that concept. Some, something yeah. completely different, like the secret cinema that's been going on in London and places like that. But yeah, I, I love the concept of just popping up uh, in 
I'm particularly like in uh, venues that wouldn't normally have live music. And well, exactly. I mean, the, the the gig I played last for them was in a warehouse, and it was great. It was like, and they they really put a lot of effort into lighting and sort of making a nice effect and an ambience to the night. It's yeah. really it's really good. And I, I I guess um, I, I'm just guessing, but uh, when I've experienced that kind of thing, it's been a different crowd to what you'd normally get yeah, in yeah. in your West Street lives and your green rooms. Absolutely. Um, and you know, it's pretty. I think. There's so many venues that hold live music that, uh, you know, you kind of recycle through the same crowds who like the live music. But when you go out and do something different like that, you take it, you're basically taking it to the masses and and to a new audience and getting them out from watching X Factor and things like that and getting them into proper, proper music. Proper music, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's nothing finer for me than going out and watching a live band. I just just think it's magic. I mean, I really do. Um, right, so we're going to hear from Danny Pietnik now. So, what are you going to what are you going to perform first of all? Well, I'm going to perform a track called Isabel, which I actually wrote about a cat um, but, that died. But it's safe to say I'm feline better about it. Just like that pun. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> groceries! <laughs> but I, I had that planned all along. I was going to say. Uh, oh, did yeah. you? I'm glad. I'm glad but, you. T- I'm glad you told us. But yeah, so it's a track called Isabel. I hope you enjoy it. Isabel, come back to me Isabel, come back to me I needed something to remind me of you Cause when you crept into my garden it bloomed Isabel, come back to me There's still things you left to see The sky gets darker when it's cold in your eyes Like fading photographs abating the light Now watch these days turn cold And she's already gone I watch these nights unfold And she's already gone She's already gone Isabel, I wish you knew How I lost myself with you I watch you stumble from the window inside You move so gracefully away in the night Now watch these days turn cold And she's already gone Now watch these nights unfold 
she's already gone there on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. That was Isabel, mate. That was absolutely brilliant. Thanks Thank for that. Thank you ever so much. Right, that's, that's one of my favourites. I do like that one. Um, have you... Um, what did you think, James, by the way? I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> a lovely little song, isn't it? I've got a tweet from Faith Shaughnessy as well who's tweeted us in. Remember, you can tweet us in if you want to, at The Squeak, and Faith says that she likes Danny even more now he's singing about cats. Oh, do you know, I love that song, and I thought, you know, obviously it's about um, a, a, a girlfriend or something or other. Um, and then he told me it was about a cat, and it sort of destroyed the whole illusion for me. But <laughs> I do I do like the I song very much. I give it away a bit that it is about a cat. I mean, I, I, if a girl was w- crawling around my garden, I'd be definitely worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Faith, Faith got that it was about cats, Luke, so I, I don't know where you missed that. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, very good. I, like well, that I enjoyed one. that. You're going to do something else for us in a bit as well, aren't I you? I definitely am, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, what, um, why, did you have a cat called Isabel? I just wanted I did, to clarify the cat, cat thing. It wasn't my cat, it was actually a neighbour's cat. Um, but she used to just like knock about with me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> she used to just pop in the garden. I, I, she wasn't actually that affectionate. If anything, she was a bit of a tyrant, but uh, I did have a soft spot for her, you know what I mean? And, uh, and when she when she went... She was I, true to herself. I felt an emptiness, and I thought the only way to alleviate this was to write a song. I, I was worried about where it was going to go. I, I, I thought, maybe Danny's going to say that he ran over in a car and had to do a tribute song or something. Oh, the poor, the poor little cat. <laughs> right, OK. Anything else coming through, James? I, I've just, I thought it was a bit quiet, but I've just realised I've not got the notifications turned on, oh, so right. I've just seen them. I don't all. think we mentioned it, actually. So, yeah, just to mention that you can tweet us in at The Squeak, and that's T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K. Uh, that's on Twitter. We're on Facebook, slash The Squeak. And also you can email us now, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah, Luke. you can, yeah. We've now got an email address. Yeah. How exciting. We're actually settling into the Sheffield Live job, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's The Squeak, um, spelled T-H-E. Um, T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K. At SheffieldLive.org. Yeah. Fantastic. Marvellous. So we, we're on all methods We're on the website. We're, we're everywhere now. We're literally everywhere. We're taking over. Um, so, um, oh, whoops. Sorry. You're just, dropping everything. Just <laughs> dropping everything. Um, now, we should be on Freeview Channel 8 as well, because I don't think there's a television programme going out at this time. Yeah, so. I didn't notice until you mentioned it. And yeah. yeah. Obviously, Sheffield Live's got its own TV station now um, called Sheffield Live TV. Um, and it's on uh, Virgin Virgin Media Cable um, and Freeview. So it's yep. Freeview Channel 8. I don't know what the Virgin is. Just have a look on your TV guard. Um, so, yes, uh, that's that's us. We're everywhere. Um, I just wanted to mention, um, it's the Chris- I didn't realise this until you told me, James, it's a Christmas light switch on tonight. Yep, in Sheffield, yeah. Now, I went to this last year, and it was a bit like a zoo. Um, there was just people everywhere. Uh have you, did you have you ever been to one? I, I haven't been since I was a kid, you know, and I, I can't even remember it that well when I was a kid. I just remember being really, really cold. 
Yeah, well, I was very cold. There were a lot of, a lot of people. I mean, town was very, very busy. I think they'd got, um, what's her face, that won X Factor. Um, oh, uh, oh, what was she called? I'm not the biggest fan of X Factor, so I'm not. Bailey, something Bailey. The woman who was, was she about was she like a sort of older woman? Yeah, well, she I, was in her forties. Yeah, not, uh, not, I don't not know not her exact name, but I remember her existing in a musical context. That's very helpful, Dan. Thanks <laughs> for that. Anyway, she did the Christmas switch on, um, so that's why it was really busy in town. But I remember it was so busy. The people I were with, one of them said, "Oh, let's, let's go to McDonald's and get something to eat." Cause I'm starving, and we couldn't get anything from any of the stores. So we went to McDonald's. By the time we come back, we missed the switch on anyway. So I put myself through all of that and then didn't even see the switch under the light, so I'm definitely not going this year. Right, okay. Well, I, I think... But don't let me put you off. If you want to go, you know, I think it's great. No, it's, it's one of those things that I think is good for kids, isn't it? But mm. I'm, I'm not that excited to, to go. It's out in the cold. I'd, I'd rather just be inside a pub having a nice beer, to be honest. Having a nice pint of Belgian mm. blue. Although, saying that, the guy switching it on this week, he's... Um, it's. Uh, John, the uh, the pram man that you see around for, uh, raising money for Macmillan Cancer. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so he, he used to. Well, he probably still does. He comes up to us to chat. Um, he does. He yeah. just goes all over the place. Um, so yeah, um, Christmas switch on tonight. Uh, mention the X Factor there just just briefly. Have, have either of you been watching it? I haven't myself. No. Well, the only, I tuned in last night, and the only reason was because I know Ollie Ollie Mers dropped a bit of a clanger. Yeah. Uh, the week before, um, I mean, there's always been this thing where you you know vote and you must vote to save your favourite. And he sort of he, he said it was going before it had been gone through all the motions and everything, and everybody sort of went went mad about it. So that's the only reason I tuned in. What are your views on the X Factor machine? <laughs> I love how you tag machine on the end there. Um, I suppose it's a bit like Doctor Robotnik. Um, it has to be stopped, but not yet. <laughs> so things were stopping. Uh, that X Factor and Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil apparently. Collins. Oh, you do like Phil Collins, Dan? Um, I think there's a place in music for him. Obviously, you know, I don't want to annoy any Genesis fans, but I think uh, I think collectively uh, the majority would say that Peter Gabriel was the, the favoured yeah. singer. Uh, but, you know, he's had a, a very good career. You know, I've got nothing but respect for him. Obviously, I'm, I'm uh, referring to the petition that's been going around. 2,000 people. Oh, I'm not signed. aware of this petition. <laughs> ah, right. Let me explain. You then. should have been listening last week, Dan. Yeah, obviously. Know about. <laughs> obviously, I has no idea because he didn't listen last week. I did week. listen, but, you know, perhaps I've just got selective hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a petition going around and 2,000 people have, over 2,000 people have signed it and it's called Stop Phil Collins. It's not about making a comeback, obviously, and uh, people aren't, aren't too keen on the idea, some people, anyway. So that's why I've asked you that. Uh, it does get a lot of... It gets a bit of stick, doesn't it? But actually, I do remember you referencing him last week, and I remember you saying something about, you know, if we didn't have Phil Collins, we wouldn't have had the Cabra's... Uh, uh, gorilla. Gorilla. That's it. That, that was what I said last so, week. I, I know, still stand by that. So, you know, it, it clearly has some relevance in uh, modern culture. If not chocolate. <laughs> if not chocolate. He's <laughs> it's got a big problem as well, hasn't he? Because apparently he can't dance, and the only thing about him is the way that he walks. <laughs> nice. I like how you... Uh, Okay, so okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's break it up. So um, we we did mention uh, this um, wonderful story about um, these two girls that are coming to Sheffield, they're playing at the West Street Live um, yeah. venue tonight. James, just tell us a bit more about that because it is a great story. The, these two girls, they, they're doing what's called a survival tour, um, and basically what that is is they're going from town to town, and they're not necessarily got gigs. Uh, they're musicians, obviously, they're not they're not got gigs. 
um, and they just turn up, hopefully busk for for a while to get some money, and from there pay for some, pay for the food for the night, and hopefully they'll they'll get somebody to put them on as a gig, and then stay in the town um, as you know a favour from someone in the, in the local music industry. So yeah, Molly and Ellie have come up. Um, they come up from London. A friend of mine's gone down to London doing a similar thing as a photographer. So C.K. Golding, he's gone down uh, in January. Uh, sorry, in, in July, he's uh, gone to London and he's got the project of a hundred musicians. Uh, and he's not coming back from London until he's photographed a hundred musicians. Uh, and Molly and Ellie were part of that. And as a return, he's got them up here. They uh, they kept on my brother's sofa last night. And they're going to be playing in West Street Live tonight as part of Christian Carlisle's night from BBC Introducing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, that's amazing. Yeah, and, you know, they're busking in, in the city centre right now. And that's all they do. You know, every day travel from location to location, get, you know, on somebody's sofa and hopefully find a gig. So it's, it's been great to see these guys. Uh, we've got a track from them as well. They're usually very acoustic uh, kind of girls, but this track is one of the ones that they've recorded and had mixed, and it's uh, they, they described it as something unusual to me earlier. It's a bit like a K-pop um, record, a bit of a Korean pop record. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes down. Well, here it is.
So that's Molly and Ellie with I Got You. And as I say, they're playing at West Street Live tonight. And it's free entry if you want to go along to that. The Four Downs are also headlining that one. So it'll be a good night there. Yeah, awesome. I think that's a great story as well. Um, okay, um, ju- just a mention to the Floodhounds, if they're listening, they've given me a follow on Twitter. So that's lovely, that, isn't it? Oh, great, yeah. And if you know any local um, local bands, local artists that want any airtime, or um, or if you're in one, please get in touch. We, we'd be happy to give you a platform. It's The Squeak on Twitter, um, Facebook slash The Squeak, and, and the email address is The Squeak yeah, at Sheffield.org. I love how we're on radio and you still do the slash with your hand, as you say. Yes, I do. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it's just one of them things, I think. I don't know if you guys have been um, lucky enough to see uh, either Joey McPhail or Stephen Davis, but they're two artists. Steve, Steve Davis? Six-time world champion? Like, just like the snooker player, yeah. <laughs> well, they're two artists who play Sheffield quite frequently, and they're, they're both really talented. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing with them a few really? times, and they're great, yeah. Well, let them know about the show. I, sh- I definitely and, will. And then they can send in some material. So let's spread the word and we'll get more music for local local bands. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Um, what else has been in the week, uh, in the week in the news this week, James? Uh, this week, well, um, I was having a look at uh, Starbucks. Have you seen the story about the Red Cups? Yes, I have. And the, the controversy that that's caused in America mainly? Yeah, I mean... I, I I would tend to agree with it. I mean, if you if you get um if you get a coffee, no, well, last year anyway, you'd get like an ice pack and you get a bit of a snowman thing, a snowflake yeah. on the side and whatnot. And um, this year, just plain red cups, is it not? Yeah. So yeah, for listeners who don't know, every year around November, Starbucks comes out with a, a special cup. Um, instead of their normal white cup with the Starbucks logo on it, they change it and it's traditionally been a red cup and with a different design on it. So last year I think it was some pine trees, the year before it was a snowman. Um, and I think in America there's there's been a massive controversy over it because they've changed it to a plain red cup this year. And from there, a lot of uh, you know even Christi- Christian groups and things like that have been saying that the message of Christmas has, has almost disappeared from it. Uh, I I think it's... I mean, I agree, but I think it's probably not um, as, as a big a deal as some of the Americans might be making out. I mean, what do you think, Dan? What do you think to the Christmas what about cup? Starbucks giving out red cups? Yes. I think, you know, uh, what's the argument that they've got, they haven't got the patterns on? The, yeah. Yeah, just the, basically. Change it Lowest to cost to operate. <laughs> yeah, lower cost. But it's... It's no, one I, of these. It's a cup, isn't it? It's a cup. I ain't really got any strong feelings about it. At the end of the day, you know, what 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 matters the the design or the actual taste of the coffee? I'd rather a nice tasting coffee myself than a, than a wonderfully designed than a wonderfully designed. If coffee. I've got a wonderfully designed cup and the coffee tastes like basil, uh, you know, I'll be angry. <laughs> basil is in, is in the the herb, the herb not, right. not Mr. Faulty. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but well, what kind of coffee do you like? Are, are I'm, you, I'm uh, a fan of the humble cappuccino, right. but you know, I, I have been known to dabble with lattes and macchiatos in my time. Well. <laughs> Any flavour shots in there? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe the odd vanilla. Oh. I've I've been uh, I've been known to uh, dabble with van- uh, what do they call it? Pumpkin spice. Oh, oh yeah. really? Around the festive time. Oh yeah. no. Absolutely not. I, I went to Costa the other day and I had a sticky toffee latte. Ooh, that's so nice. Well, my I'm I'm all about the uh, flavored shots. My favorite is hazelnut, um, but you, you you can get it in sort of like Costa Starbucks. But if you're going with a spoon, you haven't got it, so you have to settle for caramel, which is all right. Yeah, but I want hazelnut. I don't mind caramel. It's nice. 
tell you what McDonald's are doing at the moment, which is very nice. It's the toffee toffee one. They're doing toffee lattes. Um, but I had one from um, McDonald's the other day, and it was it was awful. I don't know what they've done to it. I don't like McDonald's coffee. I don't don't know what coffee no. coffee they use, and it's horrible. Normally it's all right, but that, I think that for the price you pay for it, it's not that bad. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's it's relatively cheap compared to Starbucks. You pay you pay an additional oh, yeah. two pound night at Starbucks. Oh yeah, I mean it's like three and a half quid. You can, you, you know it's more expensive than a, than the average pint. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, you you could just walk next door to the pub, can't you, and have a pint. Well, yeah, you can actually. You can in Hillsborough anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, well, just just on the Christmas thing, how early do you think it is? Uh, uh, sorry. Well, when when is a good time to put the Christmas tree and start decorating the house? Because obviously the supermarkets do it massively early, just to get you to start. Well, I, th- like the I think Christmas in retail, though. in retail, they're going to milk you for every profit you've got. Well, for all the profit they can make. Mm. Uh, so they are going to be doing it. You know, early November. Um, Actually, as soon as the Halloween's gone, it's it's the Christmas stuff. So, for me, I think if in a sort of in your own household, do it. You know, do it a few weeks before Christmas, or do it even a week before Christmas. There's no shame in that. Mm. What about you? Have you decorated? Have you decorated your house, Dan? James? Not yet. Not no. yet. No. I think it's another one of those things that is good for kids, isn't it? So if if you've got yeah. kids, they get excited about the festive period and they want to see their their tree up and the presents gathering underneath it and things like that. Do you know what I've got? Um, I've got a pre-lit Christmas tree and it's fibre optic as well. So yep. you literally take it out of the box, the the um, branches just come down into place and it slots in top, middle, bottom, plug it into the wall, that's it. Yeah, so I've got exactly the same. you've saved money on lights already. You've made, you've made a saving. Uh, or do you buy additional lights as well? No, no, do I? Heck, no, just, 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 just the lights are already on it. I, li- I, like, I like having the tree up, but putting a tree up can be a bit of a pain. Um, yeah. and, and then if you get a real one, one of my friends gets a real Christmas tree every year, which, which looks lovely, but then you get all the pines all over the floor and everything stuck in your feet. And then, obviously, because she, she's uh, she's how she is, she leaves it on the back until Easter, <laughs> and then it just sits on the... and either gets chucked in the river or somebody takes it away. Got quite a funny anecdote about... Uh, the dismantling of real Christmas trees, if you'd like to hear it. I would love to hear it, Dan. Well, uh, a couple of Christmases ago, I was at a friend's house, and, it, well, it was actually after Christmas, and, it, and they decided that it was time to get rid of the Christmas tree. They didn't have any orthodox tools, so I ended up actually cutting off the branches with a bread knife. <laughs> Another one of those, same time next week. <laughs> I thought you said it was a funny anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, Dan. Um, have, you, have you seen the Christmas tree outside Meadow Hall? Oh, the There's, one that sings to you. Yeah. It's got speakers in it, hasn't it? Yeah, that freaked me out as I walked past the other day. I, yeah, and I it's, wasn't expecting that. Well, it's the this. I don't know if it's just on repeat or it just whenever I happen to go, it must be on repeat because that would be too creepy. You know, Home Alone, when he's, he thinks yeah. he's being chased, it's oh, that song that's playing. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. And it's also, if, if you've ever played the Batman Arkham games, it's, it's the, uh, the end of... Arkham City when the titles are coming up and the Joker's singing along to it it's uh, quite freaky mm, absolutely so tell us more about you Dan um, tell us about your uh, influences in music I know uh, Ryan Adams was a big one of yours wasn't Ryan it Ryan Adams is a big influence of mine yeah I think he, you know, I think he's great uh, and he's so you know so prolific he's had such a prolific career um, he has been a major influence on me but he, he's not sorry he's not he's not that well known over here is he in some circles I mean you say Ryan Adams people think no I don't like Brian Adams no not Brian Adams it's, it's Ryan. Ryan Adams well I think now I think since he did the uh, Taylor Swift uh, cover the 1979 cover uh, 
his popularity has soared a bit because I've seen on Twitter his followers went from like 50 to 70 in the space for like a week just purely from releasing that, that album. So I think he is starting to get a bit more known. What, he got an extra 20 followers? 20 no, million no, we're on about K. He had oh, about 50K right, followers and he went from about 50 to about 70K followers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think his popularity is starting to soar a little bit. Uh, although I think he'll always be considered sort of more of an underground artist. But I've got loads of influences. Obviously, I love the Beatles and you know the cl- the classic songwriters, Elton. Good friends, obviously. Me and Elton. So I love like the the nineties Britpop. You know, the Stone Roses, the Smiths. That sort of stuff. I love all that. Uh, what did you make to the story that that? Because I know I'm referencing a couple of weeks ago, but we were talking about Adele because obviously she's she wrote 25 out now, and she was saying that she really regretted working with David Albarn. Well, did you see that? They always said, "Don't meet your idols." Yes, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. So I can sort of understand from Adele, Adele's perspective that I did read, the, I saw the article actually, and apparently uh, it ended up with him saying that she was insecure or something along those lines. Yeah. Which, yeah. at the end of the day, that that is really quite rude. You are, I suppose, you are going to take offence to that, aren't you? Well, yeah, of course yeah. you would. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it, I, I mean, I know, I know people like Noel Gallagher have met. Paul McCartney and they get they get on absolutely fine. He said, you know, they're, he said he's a legend, but they haven't worked with him. Um, I think it's that old cliche, isn't it? You know, you should never meet your heroes. Well, I don't know how true it is, but well, I remember when I met you, Dan, and uh, we ended up doing a gig in the Peace Gardens, <laughs> didn't we? Well, what do you mean, the uh, Cornucopia f- Festival? <laughs> the off the shelf festival. Off the shelf yeah. festival. Um, yeah, what happened? I think it was uh, four years ago. I, to be fair, I don't think. I mean, I think the sound was particularly bad. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't any sort of sound man or anything like that, was there? Well, what what had happened is um, one of the shows um, one of the shows had sort of um, managed the, the whole. It was a, it was a live broadcasting live from the um, Winter Gardens for the Off the Shelf Festival, and everything that that was broadcast. Sorry, everything that was was happening in the in the. Uh, I always get them mixed up. The Winter Gardens was being broadcast live for right. the Off the Shelf Festival, so they'd got in loads of local artists, they'd got stage shows, they'd got um, you know local bands, everything, and we ended up getting a slot on there, didn't we? But we did. It, it, it overran <laughs> quite a bit, so we were waiting for a while, and then we ended up we only ended up doing two songs, yeah. um, and that was our one and only gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, um, yeah, it was. It wasn't the best gig, but you know, it was an experience that we'll never forget. But I w- I'd never say that um, I, I I regretted work- working with you. No, well, what's the point in having regrets? Absolutely, Life's too short. absolutely. Um, so yeah, what are you going to play for us now, Daniel? Oh, am I doing another one now? Awesome. Okay, I'll I think what I'll do is uh, one I've recently wrote, and it's called "Angry in a Handful of Dirt." Uh, <laughs> that's just to get a, quite a comical reaction from it. I don't know <laughs> where does the name come from. Uh, it's actually a, it was actually part mm. of the. Oh, Am I going to forget this now on, on actual radio and not know the... the, the uh, See, why don't you forget it when the last one I was forgot, about a cat? I forgot where the name was from, but anyway, it's it's got a name and that's its name. <laughs> right, anyway, yeah, so this one's, this one's angering a handful of dirt. Trail left tomorrow that I can't seem to clean. Inside my broken heart, there's something you won't see. 
You possess the riches And I'll hold on to pain But how much did it cost you Would you do it all again? And if I find a way To leave it all behind Will you still hold my tears? Will I still change my mind? And if I find a secret That no one ever knows Will you still hold me back? Will I still tell the truth? Cause the little I know Bless I Little I know, the less I lose. When I look out my window and see the pouring rain. I wonder how I got here I wonder where it ends I've fallen short of something That I can't seem to change I'm buried in the ether I'm lost without a trace If I find a way to leave it all behind Will you still haunt my dreams? Will I still change my mind? And if I find a secret no one ever knows Will you still hold me back? Will I still tell the truth? Cause the little I know, the less I lose Little I know, the less I lose. The Max Chance Show is now at a new time. 5 to 6 p.m. Tuesdays. Hear unusual music and comedy. for sounds like That's with me, Kevin Resley, 93.2 FM. Hey, what's Remember up? This is Craig David, and I'm right here on Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM. Yeah, voice print from uh, Craig David there. <laughs> nice. Avid listener is uh, Craig David, by the way. I hope he's listening right now. Absolutely, of course he is. Um, thanks for that, Dan. So, Anger in a Handful of Dirt. Um, where did that name come from, just out of interest? Uh, you, don't, you asked me this before the song, and I've had a complete memory lapse. Can you not remember? I thought you might have been able to remember. Can we have 30 seconds of dead air? <laughs> 
No. Well, there's your answer. <laughs> I was going for it, but James interrupted. <laughs> Dead air is a crime. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one in. Um, so, yeah, lo- lovely, lovely that one, Dan. So, um, you you were talking about Ryan Adams. Um, how many? How many? Have you? Oh, oh, mom, mommy's listening. Sorry, I've just got a text. Uh, Helen's listening from Sheffield, uh, by the way. Uh, Hi, Helen. Happily listening to your chat about red cups when the TV adverts rudely interrupted. Bit confusing, but good. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> so, so do, do TV adverts override what we're doing? Then I, I, guess, I guess it's timed, isn't it? On I don't the TV know. Station? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, it probably is. Well, I don't. I, well, obviously, we can't watch it because. We're, yeah. d- we're doing it. We're, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for that, uh, Mom. Lovely. Um, lost my train of thought. James, what have you got on the Twitter? Anything coming through? Um, oh, I, actually, I've seen one from Resonate. Have you? Oh, good lads, Sam. Um, I went, went to see Resonate on Friday, as I said, that at the Rocking Chair. They, they opened up um, a night for Scruff of the Neck Records, who have um, put on excellent night so uh, on Friday one in Manchester one in Leeds one in Sheffield um, I think we were bigging up the Slow Readers Club last week oh, yeah. after we saw them supporting October Drift and Scruff and Net Records had them on in Leeds at the same time that Resonate were playing yeah. in Sheffield and um, I think it was a sellout as well Slow Readers yeah. Club again Yeah, um, and we've got the new single we have I'm very excited so. to say Plant the Seed which was released on Friday yeah um, we've got an exclusive well not an exclusive <laughs> it's not an but, exclusive but we're going to play it though but yeah it's, it's a great great song uh, it reminds me a lot of um, the good Depeche Mode stuff if, if you're a Depeche Mode fan bit of an electronic thing a bit of a melancholy vocal I really really enjoyed this one Excellent. Well, this is Slow Readers Club. Love these guys. This is Plant the Seed on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. Get in touch on Twitter at The Squeak, Facebook slash The Squeak. Email us as well, thesqueak at sheffieldlive.org.
Slow Readers Club there with Plant the Seed, their new single. Um, definitely check them out. They are, um, they've got Facebook and, and Twitter and the, and the likes, and they are just brilliant. If you get a chance to go and see them, I really would recommend it. What did you make of them, Dan? I liked them, yeah, yeah. As I said, I was saying, uh, I, I picked up vibes of Interpol and the editors and that sort of style, and I, I thought it was cool. That's that's a little bit um, different from the other stuff, isn't it? From the normal stuff, they're not normally as electro as that, are they? Yeah, I think they've they've got that kind of electronic bass. Um, I, I when I saw them live, I got uh, kind of you know Joy Division type of vibes as yeah. well. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I, I really love them. Their their album. Since I saw them live, I've been listening to their album all the time. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, well, DJ Ski's not here today. I think he's on holiday. So we're actually, I don't know if you, we, we, we have told you, but we're doing two hours, so we're not, we're not about to leave. So don't tune out, um, for want of a better word. We will be here until four o'clock today. Um, and we've got more of Danny Pietnik later on. How many, how many um, more songs have you got, Dan, I've in got, your extensive back catalogue? I've got enough to, uh, you know, to, to keep playing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got enough, don't worry. You know, there's, always, uh, there's always a few up the sleeve. Marvellous in that lovely woolly jumper that you've got on. Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. More Danny Pietnik in the next hour on the squeak. This. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is Sheffield Live. In the world of the squeak, oh, I love that advert. I think it's brilliant. It's awesome, we were just saying, actually, in the, on the way in, um, I get, do you do you get calls from these PPI people all the time? Because I'm I'm I I've got a relatively new number. I think it's it's oh seven four my number, so it's not a recycled one, and I'm still getting them. Um, do well, you I, do you I, get pestered? I get, I get the automated ones. Hello, this is a very important announcement. This sort of thing all the time. <laughs> It's like not even they don't have the decency to ring me up. They get a robot to call me. Yeah, I've had that as well. It's and really if, if if she recognises, I think she's called Hannah because I googled her. Just just what the lady. Yeah, um, and she listens to what you say, and then it programs another answer from the database. Well, she listen to what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Because a few profanities might have been uh, sent her way over the years. <laughs> well, that's the thing because they get wise to it, and if it's not a, it's not something that can lead on to another question, they just hang up on you, don't they? Yeah, they're not stupid. Yeah. I, I got a call just this week where it was one of those where you answer and it's, "I'm calling you about the accident that you've recently had." I'm like, "I've had an accident, have I? Oh, am I, am, am I okay? Did I, did I have to go to hospital? I'm dead, aren't I? Is this like the sixth sense?" <laughs> <laughs> it's Bruce Willis. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I've had. Uh, I, I had one. Um, it was a. Oh no. Yeah, it was a PPI one, and she was saying, um, you know, 
we think you'll qualify for PPI based on you know the mortgage that you've had or the loan. And I said, well, I definitely, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll save you some time. Um, I definitely won't qualify for PPI. And she said, no, you, you will if you've had a loan or mortgage in the last five years. I went, well, I've had neither of those. She hung up? More or less. Yeah, she got to the root of what she wanted and then completely discarded you. That's how they go on. Awful. It's just oh. like any relationship, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to say my life, my <laughs> life right before my eyes. Oh, lovely. Um, well, I was just, I was just going to say that um, I had, um, I had a, a, a phone call that I made to my sister, um, and I've, I'd phoned her from my work number, um, and she'd not got it saved. And I, she answered the phone. I went, Hello, and I, if you've had an accident that wasn't your fault, you could be. And she'd hung up on me, <laughs> and I, th- I didn't realise I was that good. But obviously, um, obviously, she got. You do have on. that voiceover kind of man. Tone, don't you? Like, like when you did the in the world. In the world. Do, do you know? Actually, right. I'm quite confident in my abilities as a voiceover man. That if the X Factor man was ever ill or you know on holiday, I think I'd be able to fill in. You know. Yeah. Give us a sample. <laughs> um, well, I, I, do you know when? Because I read something, and he he, he said he wasn't. They said he wasn't going to be in it this year. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, well, I thought that, but then when I watched it, when I watched it last night, he was on it. But um, I'm going to have to get quite far away because I think it'll be quite loud. So he'll he'll do like he'll do it in a really extravagant extravagant way. And my favourite was Rachel had a DJ. Remember oh, her yes. from a few years ago, and it'd be like Rachel had a DJ. Not bad. Not bad that is it? You know what I mean? Um, I think we're having trouble with your mic, Dan. Yeah, I think your mic's actually been destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I actually think your microphone has gone, unfortunately. So, um, thanks for coming in. Um, I'm glad we've agreed to do two hours now. Um, I, uh, yeah. Was that what that bang was a bit ago? Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard a bang and I saw you kind of flinch. I thought yeah. you got a shock or something. Well, I- yeah, did you hear it as well? Yeah, I think we're having a bit of technical difficulties in the studio. If you heard a bang, um, I do apologise. It would have been quite loud. I actually thought my eardrums had burst, but I managed to carry on and be o- be okay with it. Professionalism. But I don't. I think we're going to have to sort of probably uh, play a song and then try and work out what we're going to do about Danny because he he has committed two hours of his time um, to come in today. Um, so um, what are we going to play? Have we got anything local that we can stick on, James? We got a local one. Uh let me have a look for this guy called Connor Houston. Uh, he's uh, been doing his, his a few shows around oh, Sheffield. Yeah, you've told me about yeah, this guy. I, I was hoping to play him last week and uh, got him on this week, but it's got this song called Champagne Eyes. It reminds me a lot of David Bowie. And he's, uh, he's just out there. It literally came from nowhere. I believe he, he did a lot of stuff in America before and he's come back to Sheffield. And started doing shows. It's really one to watch out for, I think. Great stuff. So what's it called, James? This Champagne. one's called Champagne Eyes. Marvellous. Mm. This is Connor Houston on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM The Squeak.
Connor Houston with Champagne Eyes. I really enjoy that one. He's, uh, there's a couple of bands doing that kind of style of music at the minute in Sheffield, like Fairground Accidents, and one of them who's got a massive following. Uh, but I, I really wanted to play that one because he's uh, impressed me with that. And you can find him on his uh, Facebook at Connor Houston Official. Um, and he's got a new song out on YouTube now as well, so check that out. I like that very much, I have to say. What do you think, Dan? Oh, you, oh we, yes. by the way, we've sorted the technical difficulties out. I don't know what happened, but it's uh, Danny's, Danny's back on. Did you mention there was sort of some slight, very strong Bowie influence? Yeah, I that, sensed that. That's what I get from it. It's, yeah, uh, for sure. I'd sense that in his, uh, in his vocals. In his voice, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I was, I was introduced to him about a year ago, and... I was introduced to him as like one of the best songwriters coming out of Sheffield at the minute, um, and that obviously is apparent with what he's doing. Marvellous, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, we should have, you say we didn't get that in last week, actually. I think we were going to, but we just forgot, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, or we ran out of time, but we are here for two hours, so that's <laughs> good this week. Um, Dan, you're all harmonic it up. Um, I am. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. I'll tell you why. Because of this song, believe it or not, features the harmonica. <laughs> To cut a long story short, uh, what's it? What's it called? It's called her books, her buttons, her flowers. I think I've got that in the right order. Could be wrong. It is your song, Dan. It is my song. Just make it up if he's wrong. Uh, Nobody will know. So yeah, um, it's it's a it's an alright song. I should be probably be a bit more enthusiastic than that. <laughs> but anyway, just play. Is, Down at the YMCA 
She's a candle gal playing card games all day. Helping people get on in their life. She knows what she likes. She knows what she likes. Carving roses with the easiest touch. She's gentle and quiet while she works on her books. And when the fair comes, she welcomes you all. She sees how you're gone. She sees how you're gone. Chase your love, to chase your love, to chase your love. Cause I can't think the way you could, the way you could, the way you could. Awesome, Dan. Awesome. So, what was that one about? Uh, well, how did you come to write that one, anyway? I guess it's about arts and crafts, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, this is always intriguing for me, because I've tried writing songs, and it, 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 I, I don't seem to think it works out for me that all that much. How, how do, you, do you write from personal things? you just write sometimes, stuff that rhymes or what? Sometimes. Right, I mean, I don't want to sound, you know convoluted or anything like that uh, but a lot of people sort of write from experience I have done but sometimes it's just a bit of fiction that yeah. happens to sort of work in, in you know in song form it's just not you know, much like writing you know writing a novel or a poem you know? are you um do you take it seriously songwriting or are you of course is it a bit of fun oh, oh no no I do take it very seriously yeah yeah but the the subject doesn't necessarily have to be Don't serious have to be serious yeah uh I think the, what's more important is the the song and the, the structure. Hmm. Uh, that's paramount for me. It doesn't have to have, uh, it doesn't have to be anything deep and meaningful. It's essentially, yeah. as long as it sort of works as a song. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. You brought the harmonica in as well. There's, I did. Um, do you play lots of different instruments like that? Or? No, I, actually, I've not. I, I don't really know how to play the harmonica. If I'm honest, uh, this is something I got very recently. It's tuned in C. So I wrote a song in C and uh, just sort of blagged it. Well, and blagged it well. Do, do, you know, do you know what, Dan? You really should be a bit more, um, you know, pro- <laughs> <laughs> or a bit less honest, maybe. Well, no, I just, <laughs> just, just, just blagged it. I don't, you know, if there's, if there's any harmonica players out there, they'll probably know that I'm not a very good harmonica player. Um, so, hey, look, mate, yeah. I went to see you two the other week, and Bono did. Um, Bono oh. did. He did uh, sweetest thing, right? And it was dun dun dun. That was it. That's all they did. Two-fingered piano. 
So well, and and he was he was quite honest about it as well. He said like you know two finger piano player and that's it. This so is it. this is it. Sometimes you know simple but effective. Absolutely. Um, tell us about these gigs then. So you're doing Green Room and yeah, I've got a, gig a Green Room on the 25th of November this month, uh, and I think the doors are open probably around. Uh, you, I mean, there's quite generic times these venues. I think around sort of. I mean, the Green Room actually is always open. I think it's, it's not really. After about five o'clock, it seems to be open, doesn't it? So, um, I, if you turn up around seven, so is it? Is it? Are you playing with uh, some other groups? I, I believe so, but I don't know who else is playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not aware of who else is playing. I've just been given these uh, these gigs, and then on the third of December, I'm playing at Maid Vale. I don't think the doors at Maid Vale open until nine. Right. Uh, I don't actually know where Maid Vale is. I believe it's somewhere <laughs> on West Street. <laughs> Perhaps you guys know. They need directions as well. Yeah, I do. Actually, that, actually, okay. Now that I've mentioned it, Perhaps okay. you can give, let me know. It's bottom end of Westbrook. It's, it's actually a nice little you, bar. Yeah. I'm sure I'll It is. It's, it's lovely. Where, where Crystal is, you just go up from Crystal, it's where, directly opposite. Do you remember it used to be the bedroom on the corner? Oh, is that what it was? That is now right, the bed veil. Okay. It's across from Walkabout, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'll, I'm, I'm uh, excited to play there because it's somewhere I've never played before. So and it's somewhere that you don't know where, you know it, where is, it is. So it'll be a nice yeah. surprise. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, we're going to Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> where where well, do we go from there? Well, I just because there's similarities because you know obviously you've never been. Uh, <laughs> you're catching you can, a train that you have to walk. You can say that about walk. anybody going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just seemed appropriate. Oh, love it, love it, brilliant. So, Luke, I got got a question for you. It, it's hot topic of the week. If if, if we can stop laughing, <laughs> right? It's coming up to Christmas, isn't it? Yes. Right. You, every, everybody gets you know the chocolates at Christmas, and you, you're likely to get a Toblerone, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. Um, I don't know why. I like Toblerone. I actually bought one. Um, I was in Poundland, I think, and they got them on a quid, so I thought, oh, I'll buy one of them. Yeah, yeah, I do like Toblerones, I have to say. I love them, where, you, where the, are you going with the this? The big question is, how do you eat a Toblerone? Ah. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things where, you know, they're... they're very unconventional shapes, aren't they? They're well, I, I would imagine the sort of um, Vicar of Dibley approach would be to, to sort of like bite yeah, it off. Just I, bite it straight off. I tend to s- snap it off and then just have a bit of a nibble. Yeah, but even even when you snapped it off, the shape of it is unconventional. So you you struggle yeah. even. Do you take a bite off the top, off the side? Do you, do you just shove it all in? <laughs> Yeah, um, we're, not, we're not doing that again. Uh, are we talking honeycomb or original? Oh, original. Oh, original every time, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, this isn't the Kit Kat debate again. I, th- I think <laughs> absolutely not. I think it's got to be at optimum temperature if you're going to be snapping um, and, and then sort of biting. Because if yeah. it's too cold, the, obviously there's bits of um, like nougat in there, isn't there? Yeah. Nugget, yeah. if you will. Um, and and that, can, that can be quite tough. Okay. How would you? I was just going to suggest Sorry. why not? Uh, if you are going to bite off individual segments, if you've got a cup of tea on standby, uh, put some tea in your mouth like a sort of pool of hot liquid, and then let it slowly dissolve <laughs> until it's uh, reached a consistency that's more we're, manageable. We're not going through the through the dipping in tea debate again. We we had that with with Kit Kats the other week, didn't we? Dipping a Kit Kat chunky in Snickers, yeah, Kit Kat Kit Kat chunkies in tea, uh, but Snickers in coffee. I think I got that from you actually when we used to work together, Dan. 
I, I've never been that keen of an, uh, on a Snickers. Then I didn't. I've, I, I've, I've made it. I've made be, that up. Uh, maybe you mistook a Mars bar or something. Mm, maybe. Um, but, but what, what about with a Tobaro? Where do you stand on using a knife? That's oh no, Com- completely un- unnecessary. Yeah, so someone suggested that to me the other day. And I'm, what? I think as soon as you start bringing cutler into chocolate, <laughs> it's not worth eating. Although I have to say, I did see Lady C on um, uh, I'm a Celebrity eating a turkey's testicle with a knife and fork. Good honour. And she seemed to enjoy it, actually. Well, she's, she's very proper, isn't she? Yes. Have you have you been watching I'm a Celebrity? I haven't, way? to be honest. I've just seen little clips of it here and there. Have you been watching it, Dan? I watched uh, half an hour and then left abruptly. You went. You went. <laughs> I, were, I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> is, 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 I was going to say, any explanation for leaving abruptly? Did, uh, did you just well, turn it off? I thought, or did you... I thought that would have been explanation enough. Did, did, did you get so angry that you had um, to leave I just your house? Thought, well, I just thought I had those feel, same feelings, like, what am I doing with my life right now? Uh, I could be spending my time doing things product, productive things. Yeah. Uh, this is trash. Yeah. Uh, you know, the usual sort of thoughts when I watch this. Uh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, ruffle anyone's feathers. I know a lot of people like it and enjoy it. It's not for me. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not for me. I, I, yeah, I don't really watch it. Um, I just happened to be watching it because I was at my mum's um, and she got it on. But I have to say, what I've seen of Lady C, um, she's an awful person. She's she's rude. Um, <coughs> she's opinionated. She's just an awful human being. I've, I've, I've genuinely not seen that, so I don't, I don't know. But... Uh, you know, it's, it's these celebrity shows where you just you just get get lots of people into a confined space and hope that something kind of kicks off. Or, or Tony or Adley's great, I have to say. That's Spandau Ballet. Oh, I yeah. think he's a top bloke. He's gold, isn't he? In fact, I quite... oh, he got there first. <laughs> Brilliant. Very true, James. Very true. Indeed, I'm, I've run out now. Yeah, those are the only two I know. I've, I've seen them live. They're a really good live. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but let's let me just uh, put something into perspective here. Now, the area of jungle they're given to live in. Has it been adapted? Uh, is it actually the wilderness, or has that area been swept for deadly creatures first? Are there in an area where it's been? It's been. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know what you're saying. I think that is the case as well. But you've, you've, people have actually been injured in there, haven't they? I yeah, think, yeah. Occasionally, although if you if you put it in direct contrast to the Bear Grylls thing, mm-hmm. um, one of the guys on there actually died, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. I think. Compared to that, probably I'm a celebrity. There, there was the, the time, the, uh, the other, about two series ago, wasn't there, where somebody cooked and ate a rat? Yeah, Gino De Campo. Camp. Yeah, yeah that, he did. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, and didn't the um, animal rights cruelty people get involved or something? Yeah, yeah, they? yeah they did. And, and then, you know, you, you look at that, people getting involved and complaining over somebody cooking and eating a rat on there. And like you say, there's programmes like Bear Grylls where that, that happens every every time it's, that you watch well, it. Well, it's the you whole point of the, the show. To get complained about as well. It's something that has got, you know, one of the perhaps one of the biggest populations on the planet, you know, yeah. and uh, animals rights uh, protesters. Well, the thing is that the, the the they carry a lot of disease, obviously, don't they, rats? So why would you want to eat one? Oh, I think you cook the disease out of it, don't you? Yeah, I think the bacteria goes. <laughs> I don't know the science. <laughs> do you know? Actually, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you probably do. Yeah, well, apparently, wherever you are in the UK, you're never more than six foot away from a rat. That's a scary thought, though, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and, and have you seen these super rats that have been making oh. the news? The size of dogs. Yeah, awful, yeah. awfully, awfully massive rats. But don't forget, rats are a popular pet for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, indeed. There is a lot of people who own pets as uh, pet rats. I'm, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't agree with it. But I've got. Do. I've got a bearded dragon. I, 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 I stopped short of getting a snake or a rat or something like that. Oh. A bearded dragon's pretty cool. I like that. 
Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with a cat or a dog? I mean, I'd, I'd have a pet badger, but they carry TB, so yeah. you sort of fall short. <laughs> what, some, yeah, but there's some of these pets, right? Like a gerbil or a goldfish. They don't do anything, do they? I mean, I... I, I, I no, but I think people are, uh, appreciate the, the aesthetic of fish. They don't have to actually interact with them. They, they can just sort of... It's, it's like watching a lava lamp for some people. So why not buy a lava lamp? Exactly. <laughs> True. Um, this uh, this is not. I don't want to get a rep for the show that that gangs up on the guests. So. <laughs> no, no, no. no, we 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 do like kind of know Danny, so we, we can. Yeah, it's fine. Um, if you would like to tell us how you would eat a Toblerone, please get in touch. Um, we're at the Squeak on Twitter, Facebook slash. Didn't do it that time. <laughs> slash the Squeak. I was and, watching uh, for it. Yeah, no, I know. I nearly did it. Uh, and the Squeak at SheffieldLive.org. Um, get in touch. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, Dan, have you got another one for us? Uh, I have, yeah. This one's um, called Lines in the Sand. Oh, I, think, I believe you played it last week. I did play it last week. And um, we we were saying that... Well, tell us after. Tell us after. Just just play. This is Lines in the Sand, Danny Pietnik. Exposed by all the memories of somebody else Keep drawing lines in the sand And they won't haunt you like the rest of us can It's all the same when you're gone I keep on falling through forever to Remember your song My friends are waiting for gold they're so blind, they'll only see when they're old. And I keep on falling away, but she was alright. And I keep on turning the pages, but she was alright. Exposed by all the memories of somebody else Keep drawing lines in the sand And they won't haunt you like the rest of us can And I keep on falling away She was alright And I keep on turning the pages and she was alright 
Thanks for that, Dan. Lines in the Sand now. Tell us about that one, because that was played on BBC Introducers, was it not? It was played on BBC Introducers. I was absolutely, tr- I was actually chuffed, but it was funny, actually, because I was at a bus stop, and I got this email, because I'd, I'd, I'd signed up for this undiscovered thing, uh, Introducers thing on BBC, uh, a few months before, and I'd put various tracks in there. And I get an email um, saying, you will feature on our show tonight. So I was like, wow, well, I'll, I'll listen to this. Uh, and then I re- but then I read the email again, and uh, the show had, there were literally like 15 minutes left of the show at this point when they decided to email me. So obviously they send it, perhaps there's like a delay period on it. So I didn't actually get to listen to the show live, which I was really frustrated about. Oh. Uh, I listened to the podcast. But again, I, I really annoyed myself because when I'd set this uh, thing up, I didn't put any links on. Oh. So the DJ's like, this one's Donny Fiatnik. Uh, no links to that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> but, uh, but still, if, you, you know, if you're listening, Danny, put your links in. So that was frustrating. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to complain too much because just the fact that it got played, I was, I was really happy. How did it all come about? How do, you, um, how do you get on your music played on there? Yeah, well, basically, if there's any uh, uh, unsigned artists like myself listening, all you have to do is if you just go onto the BBC Music site uh, and then follow the links to introducers, you can set yourself a profile up and then upload your MP3s. And you've got to get a chance of getting played on their show. It's as simple as that. All oh, right. Well, that's yeah. good then. Yeah, just, yeah. just imagine that Christian Carlyle is a guy that runs BBC Introducing in Sheffield. That's right. Oh. He, he does the show. It's on a Sunday night, so you can uh, listen tonight. Um, he's actually doing uh, the gig at West Street Live tonight. So any music industry, any bands out there that want to network with other bands and see Christian and get your, your music into his hands, uh, he's at West Street Live tonight. Marvellous. And, uh, of course... Uh, the, the the guys who we played Molly earlier Ellie, yeah. are playing tonight. Yeah. I've just just seen on Facebook, just seen a post that they're they're currently cheekily busking outside John Lewis. Are they? Yeah, I, I love the kind of dedication of, of bands that do this. They they got no kind of certainty in what they're doing. They just go out on the road and you know just make the money through busking and and get the gigs whilst they're there. It's uh, it's a real commitment to what they do. Yeah, I mean you've been doing it a while, then, haven't you? What's your um, what, what are you aiming to? What, what's your ultimate aim? Uh, well, to be honest, you know, getting a recording contract is the dream. But I'm I'm happy just you know doing. I just love the art. I love I love writing songs. Um, it you know that that's that's good enough for me. Just you know, people like to leave a legacy behind. For me, I just I just think you know I'm just going to keep writing songs. That's that's what I'll do. What about recording? Uh, Well, I've recorded recently um, uh, a few tracks, but it's only a demo quality, really. It was at my old university, um, and I've been sort of like, I've put that on a CD, and I've been giving that out and stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, in the future, I would like to record more. I've got plenty of songs now. I've got enough songs, really, to perhaps record nearly two albums. So, you know, that's something I definitely want to do again. So you've written, when when we used to do... um, Sound bites and communities live about three three or so years ago, you'd got a bit, but you'd not got that much material. So in the last three, sorry, just not my mic. In the last three years, you've you've really written and recorded I've, a I've lot. I've written an extensive. I've written an extensive amount um, of songs. Yeah, um, not all good. You know, it's any song like writer knows it's uh, a learning curve. Yeah, there's well, a I lot. Mean, of, there's some. I, I know there's a lot of lot of artists that write songs that they, after a certain amount of time they don't like them themselves. And they won't play them at gigs, even though 
the the really you know yeah. he, you know um, hardcore fans love like that them. sort of yeah. Well, I think you know from experience, me Luke, there's a few songs now that I, I don't even entertain that I've yeah. <laughs> written in the past. So it does happen, you know. It's uh, you get to a period where you, you do become <laughs> your own worst enemy in a second. I just I just remembered because uh, obviously you you your um, we were saying earlier about the meaning behind some of your songs, and there was one one song um, that. Uh, it was called the terminus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to bring it up. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know what it's. We we can't talk about what it's about, but it just made me laugh um, because some of the some of the direct references in there and some of the links. Um, and I, I've got it here to play actually. No, you could do it. Thankfully, he was joking. Although it is track eleven of my Daniel Pietnik compilation. Um, is an album as well. Although you've got some on there that, I, that are literally songs I made in Garage Band as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I basically just pulled everything that I'd got and burned it onto a disc. Uh, but I mean, even Beast and the Bishop, which is probably probably one we can talk about a bit more, um, you did that for, as part of your degree, didn't you? Which you, did, you yeah. don't really oh, like anymore. I forgot about that. Uh, no, really? Yeah, uh, I'm not overly keen on it. Um, no, I'm going to say I could play it, but... <laughs> It's you know it was it, it was okay for then, but this is the the thing you move, as a songwriter you move on and you get to a stage where you think no I, I, is that is that really am I is that my standard now I can do better than that you push yourself and you can you know and it's you, you're trying to constantly find a sound and and these songs that in the past that I've done uh, like the Unmutual and Beast and the Bishop mm. I, I don't think are my sound anymore you know I mean I've developed since then and I've, I've sort of gone in a different direction or so you try and find things that are fitting within your collection of songs yeah. But, but I mean, would you? I mean, would you go as far as to say that you would never, never play them again, or never want to hear them again? I think if I was really, if I was a gig and I were really struggling for material, if I do more ones, that maybe, I'd, maybe you know, the Beast of Bishop would get played as an encore, or so not, not, not quite. So it's not, it's not going to be on the set list just yet. So never say never, um, but you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely lovely. Um, Troubles with the mics. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with this mic, but it's uh, it's not deafened me just yet. But I'm sure it will. Cool. Well, um, sorry, I I just completely lost my train. I thought you'd got something lined up there, and you just looked like you were busy. (laughs) I I was just looking like I was. Well, let's let's try and do a a public service on this show uh, in Sheffield. Another one. Yeah, just. You know, we're, we're very kind-hearted people, and we like to give people our opinions on things. Absolutely. So, uh, I was thinking, where's where can you get the best burger in Sheffield? I know where you're going with this. Um, okay, I've had to be to be fair. Actually, one of the best burgers I had in Sheffield was the one you made at Faith Barbecue. Our friend oh, had a barbecue. Yeah, I love uh, August Bank Holiday, and it was absolutely fantastic. Now, where did you get that from, James? Because you saw that on. Um, it was a YouTube. Oh, no, it was video. a YouTube. I thought yeah. you'd seen it on a cooking program. It was a YouTube video. It's uh, one of the best YouTube channels you can watch. Is this this group called the Barbecue Pit Boys, and they barbecue everything. And just you, if your mouth's not drooling at the end of watching it, then there's something wrong. So it's, it's just the best channel to watch. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I saw this where they, they made a, a recipe, um, just a big hunk of like steak meat. And they called it a beer can burger, and they, they press out a hole, they press a ball, uh, a hole into the ball of meat um, with a beer can, take the beer can out, and then just fill that hole with like chili or with roasted vegetables or or whatever else, and then cook it for you know an hour on on a grill. Well, you did a slightly smaller version of that, didn't you? Yeah, I think um, I think the beer can ones they're, they're almost as big as my head. Um, <laughs> so I went for a shot glass version of it, which yeah. you know, n- nice manageable one. Yeah, and I thought that was wonderful. Um, 
So just to compliment you, really, James. Um, mm. The best burger in Sheffield. Um, well, I know that Harley do good burgers. Um, the, I had a burger at the Rutland just at the end of the road on Brown mm-hmm. Street. Um, this was a few years ago, though, and I'm not sure if it's changed hands because one of my friends went and, and they weren't overly impressed. Oh, but right. I had a good burger there. Yeah. Um, Dan, Dan, good burgers in Chef? Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know any to, to really speak of outright. Uh, I'm s- I, like, I like, actually, the old house... Uh, don't do a bad burger. Mm, yeah, experience. Old, old house, common room. Um, they're all owned by similar, the same yeah, yeah. people in the service. Forum. Similar, yeah. Although actually, the forum have got a really bizarre menu. It's all Korean themed. Is it? Yeah. I Me, I, I went with friends, and uh, we ended up going somewhere else because they didn't want to eat there because it was all, you know, well, literally everything had got some sort of Korean ingredient or yeah. or something like that, and it was uh, all a bit, you know, not traditional. Pub grub, anyway, which you'd probably expect. But yeah, there's um, I've, I've lots of our friends, you know, down in London and stuff, have been raving about Five Guys. Have you heard of this? Yeah, this is the new chain that's, yeah, uh, that seems to be yeah. sweeping the nation. They've and got they've got one, one in Meadowhall now. Is there? Yeah, it's recently opened in Meadowhall. I've not tried it out yet. I've been myself. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's, it was. It's nice. Um, my, my one criticism is the chips are far too salty. I'm oh. talking like salt to the next dimension. All right. <laughs> It was, uh, it, yeah, but the burgers were nice, yeah. Well, look, look, this is another debate, isn't it? Which fast food outlet has oh, the best well. chips? Well, yeah, I mean, if you could, if you, right, KFC have got the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burger King aren't great either. McDonald's used to be better than they are, but they're not great. So really nowhere for me. I mean, I, I tend to embed them within the burger anyway, so. Mm. Oh, you do less, the stacking thing. It becomes yeah. less of a problem. Sorry. It's like it's like having a hash brown on top, isn't it? It is, yeah. I don't agree with hash browns on burgers. Oh, I love I, it. I like hash browns, but not in a burger. You know when you get your uh, McDonald's breakfast, you know, your bacon, bacon Shove roll? Shove it in there. Yeah, I, I always uh, get the meal and put my hash brown on top of my bacon and my bacon roll. See, I, I would do that. So I'm contradicting myself completely. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a breakfast burger, so it's different. Um, having said that, though, that the hash brown is hotter than the sun when it comes out. So to put it on the burger, I would, then ha- would have to leave the burger for a while. So right. I can't have anything hot, too hot in my mouth. Okay. If I have a, if I have a cup of tea or coffee, I have to leave it to cool down a little bit. Any just, reason or just so it's personal stopped. preference? No, it's, it's just because I'm, I'm I'm a wimp. I've got oh. no pain threshold. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm because without <laughs> saying that you don't want it to something so hot that it'll in, you know cause burns. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, so I have to leave it to cool down. So the hash brown situation on the burger, uh, uh, on on that particular occasion, I couldn't couldn't deal with. Yeah. Talking of hot food, um, have you ever have you ever done that where you have a slice of pizza and the cheese becomes molten and like sort of that's that top layer of your skin? Oh, I mean, yeah. so that comes. I mean, obviously, obviously, if something's a certain temperature, then it's going to be that hot. But when cheese is hot, there's nothing hotter than hot cheese. It's, Does that make any sense yeah. whatsoever? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I know where you're coming from. Hot yeah. cheese is the hottest thing you can put in your mouth. Yeah. My my mum recently, well, not recently, a few years ago, she, she did that. She she warmed a pe- uh, pizza up in the oven, took the slice out, and uh, just the cheese all just dropped off onto her chin and basically took all the skin Ooh. off her chin. She, no. she went around with a scar for ages. Yeah. Well, my, um, my dad was always doing that. He'd make a pizza and eat it, and he'd always, always, always burn the roof of his mouth on the, on the cheese. Oh, there's you nothing worse than that as well, is there? No, it's awful. You, got, you can't ever taste anything properly when you do that for, for weeks afterwards. 
Absolutely. Well, um, just just one thing I wanted to bring up. I mean, we've all worked in retail at some time or another, haven't we? Um, have you ever have you ever experienced bad customer service? You know, if you've had an issue with a product or whatever, yes. and you've had to take it back. Yes, and one p- particular uh, instance sticks out in my mind. Uh, I had to get a link removed from uh, one of my watches. Uh, I say watches. I don't own several watches. It was just one watch. Uh, basically, yeah, I took it. Took this. <laughs> I took this watch uh, into this place in Meadowall, and I'm not kidding. Like, you'd think I were asking it for for I don't know uh, some sort of priceless item. When I said, "Could you can you fix link my watch?" The look she gave me just pure disgust. I felt like saying, "Like, forget it. I'll go somewhere else." But I just went through with it. But I don't think she actually even acknowledged me. She literally snatched snatched the watch out of my hand, uh, and she did repair it. <laughs> but, you know, it, but it was poor customer service. Yeah. Was, this, was this one of the big chain jewelers or a little watch I forget shop? what it was called. It was just, just like, it was, not the I one think it the... actually was called the watch shop. Is it the one in the lanes? Yes. Yeah, I've oh, been right. there before, yeah. I, I, used, I used to buy watches from there. I used to collect watches and, and they have a good collection of Storm watches in there. All right. Oh. I, I Storm a, a London-based Just never brand. ask them to remove a link. <laughs> no, no, I never have done, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um... What about you, James? Any any experiences? I mean, you you get into battles quite frequently, don't you? Yeah, I, I do enjoy having a good good old rant and complain. Um, just in, in retail, there, there was one occasion where I bought a kettle that that broke. Um, I took it back in. It was it was Sainsbury's at the time, the old Sainsbury's Saver Centre. Oh, it was, at was Hall, yeah. yeah. And took it back, and they refused to re- uh, refund or replace it. Really? So I didn't have a receipt. So I complained. I must have stood there for about an hour. But was it um, was it a Sainsbury's own brand product? I think it was. It was only a cheap thing. It was only like a tenner or something. It must have been. But yeah. But yeah, I, got, I complained for about an hour. I, I demanded to speak to the supervisor, and they, they wouldn't help me out. Then I demanded to speak to the manager, and I only ever got it sorted out when I pointed out to them that in the time that they'd spent uh, trying to sort it out, their wages labour costs yeah, yeah. Were, were were more than what the value of the actual item was, and they just gave up then and gave it me. Well, um, I think I obviously because on on you, what you can do these days is um, tweet the retailer, oh, yeah. and because it's obviously out there in the public domain, they have to get get back to you. Otherwise, they you know they're seen to be giving bad service. And I'd bought a belt from uh, Hollister in Meadowall. You know, the shop that doesn't look like a shop and you can't see when you go in. Oh, yeah, the one that pumps out this really seductive smell. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it costs a fortune, though, that aftershave. Oh, it is, I, an after, it is an aftershave, mm, then? Yeah, mm, it's right. Hollister do a, a, a quite an extensive fragrance room range, but it's really expensive. Um, and, I mean, I, 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 I like the product, but the shop is, is quite... Dark. Yeah, you need a torch to get around it, don't you? Well, the last time I went in, I walked into a plant. <laughs> but I, know, I always think I they're over friendly in there. I think they feel like they're too friendly. The people. What the plant? Oh, I think no, the, 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 coll- the people who work in there. Oh, just just whilst you mentioned that, I went into Maplands yesterday in the city centre, and I was in there for ten minutes, right? And in that ten minutes, I must have been asked whether I was okay about seventeen times. Maybe they're just by all the really same f- people. Oh right. But I'm interested right. to know about your experience in uh, Hollister. What? What? Yeah, oh right. Like. Well, it, it was nothing to do with walking into a plant. I just happened to turn round, and the plant was there. And I was like, Ooh, I just sort of walked into it. But oh, anyway, right. oh, um, okay. <laughs> but ju- during that visit, I bought a belt, um, a, a leather belt. It was, quite, it was about thirty quid, so it was quite an expensive belt, but it was nice, and it was you know it was going to last a long time. Anyway, I got home the other night, uh, and the, the, I took it off, and the buckle literally just disintegrated, fell to bits. 
So I sent him a tweet saying, you know, um, bought this belt, it's fallen to bits, uh, not very happy with it, blah, blah, blah. So they said, right, send us your email address via direct message and all the rest of it. Did it. Um, and they asked for some bank details, um, you know, sort code and account number. Up. No, they didn't really. <laughs> Just wanted a transaction and evidence of a transaction. Sent it them, thinking, oh, they're going to they're gonna say, oh, no, nothing we can do, I'm afraid. And they just agreed to send me a new belt like that, 30 quid's worth. Perhaps they buckled. I, do you know, I could see you fidgeting. I knew you wanted to say that. Um, but no, I just thought, you know, I, I thought that was brilliant. Well, that's good service. So, there's a lot of companies that do really well on Twitter. Mm. Um, I, I recently had a, a run-in with Empower after they billed me wrong. Um, and mm. and uh, it came down to the point where they were asking me to send them the meter reading for the millionth time in about a month. And so I, I refused to, so I held, held the meter reading to ransom until they sent me a picture of a banana with a face drawn on it. Uh, which, and everything was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it, it took it took some convincing, but I got my picture of a but banana. They did, they did it. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, you, you can read the whole thing on on my website. Shame you didn't. Shame you didn't ask him for a banana and a shoe. <laughs> yeah, has it got a face drawn on it as well? Is it? I didn't. I didn't venture into the shoe. I just sort of <laughs> saw it there and just sort of left it. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I've had I've had good experiences with Next, and uh, I know some people have had good experiences and bad experiences. So as you know, I mean, it, it just goes to show you if if you if you do tweet them, you will you will get a good response because otherwise yeah, yeah. it just shows everybody and, and and the and the dog that they're giving bad service. Absolutely, I think as well, the I've, power I've, of Twitter. I've worked in complaints before, and I think as well if you're nice to the person. And, and you have a bit of a laugh with them. Like obviously, I, I did my banana with a face on it thing, but I, I was having a genuine joke with the guy when I was yeah. doing it. So if, if you're nice, them they're more inclined to help you. So it's, it's well worth just you know sending mm. a tweet, have a little joke, and and get yourself sorted out. Absolutely, Dan. Um, it's time for some more music. Fantastic. What have uh, we got now? This song is quite a relatively new song. It's called Raya. Okay. Um, so yeah, hope you hope you enjoy it. <laughs> She don't know me from the rest But her mystery was something I confess And when I rest my gaze On stars that hold the light I'll call this one Raya for tonight I'll call this one Raya for tonight When I see those eyes like jewels I get hypnotized by endless waves of blue Watching roses bloom Stretching on for miles I'm dreaming of Ryder all the while I'm dreaming of Ryder all the while She's a river cussing through my veins Sovereign of the north she reigns Pulling on my heart again till it breaks Fire burning in my soul Baby's got a heart of gold Shelter from the wind and cold when you're lost And she don't know me from the rest but a mystery was something I confess And when I rest my gaze On stars that hold the light 
call this one riot for tonight I'll call this one riot for tonight I'll call this one riot for tonight I call this one riot for. I call this one riot for. I call this one riot for tonight. Riot by Danny Pietnik on Sheffield Live ninety three point two FM. The squeak. Um, you've got. You're on the SoundCloud, then, aren't you? I'm on the old SoundCloud, the cloud that has sounds. Uh, it's www dot danny uh, soundcloud dot com forward slash Danny Pietnik. And um, how did you did you did you have the MySpace back in the day? Yeah, I think the MySpace still exists, but I, I think it's to be honest, I think it's filled with stuff that is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> As is MySpace now. <laughs> have, you, have you seen a recent trend of people finding uh, their old My, MySpace yeah, profile and, yeah. and posting pictures of uh, the friends from there and stuff? Yeah, well, I I had well. To be fair though, it gets it sort of got left behind when Facebook came along. But I think you know, Arctic Monkeys sort of did a lot on MySpace back they did, in the day, I didn't I, they? I think, uh, especially for music, a lot of a lot of uh, bands did sort of get themselves out there on MySpace. But like you say, it's um, although I, I think I still think they did have a niche in the fact that, that you could embed sort of sounds similar to SoundCloud. You could embed the sounds on your profile, where it's where yeah. on yeah. Facebook they don't really you can't do, do that. that. Yeah, they, well, they, they, I think they deliberately moved away from it. Well, I mean, it started out as a uni network, didn't it? But MySpace was sort of built for that, wasn't it? So yeah. it would play over the top of um, of your profile. Do you, do you remember doing the HTML and, and changing the colours and the yeah, backgrounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some of them were a right mess, weren't they? They were awful. They weren't very kind on the some eye. Some of them, the, no. your computer had sort of like shut down because there were just too much, too <laughs> yes. many, gi- like seven <laughs> GIFs, and then like the audio kicks in. <laughs> than a flash movie, you know what I mean? It would, yeah, it did get a bit messy. Well, it yeah. wasn't made for 56k internet, was it? <laughs> Not at all. I tried. I tried to see if I could log back onto my old one, but I, I don't even know if it's selective or or anything. So, um, so what's what's Raya about then? Where did that come from? Um, Raya is a real person. Uh, I don't want to say too much about about her, uh, but I was just sort of inspired just by, and again, it was sort of a bit of fiction, a bit of fiction. I, I, I was more of an acquaintance of her, but um, I liked the sound of her name and, and, and the way that her, the syllables of her name sort of fit into a song and the way it sounded. Uh, so, I, again, it was sort of a bit of um, artistic licensing, if you know what I mean, on, mm. on my part. Uh, but, yeah, yeah there, this, there is someone out there. Called Raya. And she's heard the song and she you know, she was uh, quite happy with it. So. Oh, that's all, good. All is it well. R-I-E? Right, yeah. I, I, I think it's R I A H, yeah, I right. believe, yeah. As long as you know, Dan, that's the main yeah. thing. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's not Ria then? No, no, it's definitely Raya, yeah. Okay. Don't know why I asked that. I, just, just, <laughs> I was going to say, where are you I'm going? Just com- I'm just confused where are you by, going with this? by the whole thing. I think my brain just stopped working. And I, I'm a bit impressed because I, I was just looking at our Twitter for the squeak, at the squeak, and we've been followed by a verified account of DJ King Assassin. Oh my groceries! Who, who has uh, over four and a half million followers? Apparently, is produced for Two Pack and Ice T and Wycliffe John and Ice Cube. Yeah, all of those. So, so yeah, we, we've finally made it. We've got DJ King Assassin following us now. I, I, well, th- thanks, thanks for your follow. That's great. Um, yeah, like I say, get, do get in touch with us um, for, for next week. Let us know um, what's on your mind. At the squeak on Twitter, facebook.com dot com slash the squeak. Email us at the squeak dot 
Sheffield. What is it? The squeak at sheffieldlad.org. Yes. Oh, there's that many ways you can contact us. I'm just, it's just driving me mad. Um, so, just about time to finish up. We are, we are on till four this week, um, and then we'll be back to the normal one-hour slot the week uh, next week. Yeah, I've liked it this week. I, th- I think um, the extended slot's been good. I think, I think if we do this again, we'll, we'll definitely get another guest, an- another guest, musical guests in. Yeah, um, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah, I, think I hope you have me back someday as well. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, I can't yeah. really say no. You're <laughs> yes, sat in front yes, of us. Yes, we're just sat nodding. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we, we can get some, and even on the hour show, we can we can perhaps get some more guests in from time to time. Yeah, definitely. So if if you want to get involved, then you know, give us a shout at the usual outlets. Absolutely. So um, so your gigs are when again? Just remind us, Danny. I'm playing made of. Uh, sorry, I'm playing the green room on the 25th of November, which is, I believe, that's this Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know what date it yeah, is. Yeah, I think today. it's this Wednesday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's on Wednesday. Um, and then I'm playing uh, on the 3rd of December at Maida Vale. Where's the. B- we do know where it is now. Where's the we best do. place you've played? Where's, the, where's your favourite venue to play? Ooh. What, as a soloist? Either. Um, I, well, when I, back in the day, I used to, when I was in a band, I used to love playing the boardwalk, but I was obviously shut down now. Mm. Um Spoke a lot yeah. about the boardwalk. We, we, we need James. that place bringing back. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I think I'm potentially playing somewhere tomorrow. Um, uh, but it, but it's, it wasn't an advertised gig. It was just it's basically this thing called the Speakeasy Collective, and it's these guys from oh, Hull, yeah. and they travel around, and they go to Blue Eighty Eight, and I've been invited oh. to come and play there. And I've got to say, they do bring in a fantastic sound system with them. And Blue Eighty Eight is a great play. But I, I don't know if you've ever had the pizzas. The pizzas are yeah, amazing. It's very nice. Very but, nice. But uh, Blue Eighty Eight has got a really cool vibe, and I've I have enjoyed playing there. Uh, and they bring a fantastic uh, bit of kit along with the monitors and guitar amps and the, the, yeah the, it's great so uh, probably Blue 8 Blue 88's right up there but as I said I've never played Maid of Vale so you know maybe Ma- I'll have a new favourite there to be fair actually I think Maid of Vale is a very good venue um, there's a nice, there's, nice a, there's, venue, a, there's yeah. a lot well there's a lot of room for both the spectators and the and the, the stage is quite big, but yeah, it yeah. is still an in, a fairly intimate venue, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of those where it's almost an awkward position again because the the stage is essentially at the end of the bar, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I, I I do enjoy that. I've seen some great bands in there from well, time to time. We were saying last week um, we went to see uh, October Drift at the room, the local authority room upstairs in Corporation. Have you have you been to any gigs in there, Dan? Uh, where again? Sorry. Well, you were listening to what no, I was saying. I was, but I just you weren't listening. Where, where, where was the venue again? Sorry. Corporation. Corporation. Yeah. The small room. Yes. The, the yeah, upstairs room in Corporation. I've, I've actually played yeah. it uh, when I when I was in a band years ago. Uh, it's it's a decent little venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the question that I asked. And then you're like, oh yeah, I've played there actually. Oh, <laughs> oh right, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so the answer is yeah. yes. Yes, the answer is yeah. <laughs> Definitively, yes. So, so we we've done all the nice things at the best venue. What's the worst venue? You, come on, spill the beans. The worst Where's venue the worst I've ever place? Played? Uh, probably Doncaster uh, in a place called the Leopard. Oh, the Leopard! I've, I've been there. That, that's um, the October Drift. October Drift lads used to be based out there. Awful. Did they? In their previous guys. <laughs> um, no, did no disrespect to the Leopard, but. Uh, I'd rather have been somewhere else. Let's just put it that way. What did you make of the leopard, James? You've, you've been. I, I like it. Was, um, it was upstairs, wasn't it? it was the dark room that they put on upstairs. I've had the same sound guy for years. years yeah, years. yeah, yeah. Strange fella. But, um, I, I went and saw a band called the Dunwells. There, the Dunwells are from Leeds, and they they, uh, they went across to America. 
and um, they got played on uh, the David Letterman show and they got to play on there and then came back and from that oh, like nobody really knew them over here really yeah but so they went they went into uh, the leopard and in the daytime bust outside the uh, shopping center down the road and then played the leopard at night it's, uh, I, I quite like that as a little venue I'm not I'm not sure it's going anymore there's a diamond lounge in in Doncaster now isn't it? I mean, we, I would talk, uh, you, you came up last week um, when we were talking about venues because I was—I'm not a fan of court, but that that room upstairs I thought was a really good room. And we were saying, you know, it's it's intimate while it's a decent size. And you've played at the green room a few times, and I I like the green room. But don't wear nice shoes. No, don't wear nice shoes, um, or go to the toilet in there. Um, but it's it's a nice, it's a good bar. But you sort of put in the corner, and then everybody needs to walk yeah. past you to get. To the bar well, and the then back room. and get out. Yeah, well, I think that that's the last of the green room's problems. Uh, again, I don't want to be harsh because I'm playing there, <laughs> but the sound isn't particularly great, and I think it is to do with the shape of the venue. But the shape yeah. is essentially an L shape. Yeah, uh, with the like you said, like with the bar, the space is limited. But I, I'm not. I've no real issue with uh, the way that the uh, the the sort of layout. It's more the sound and the way that the sound travels around there mm. is not great. And I think as a punter going in there when. It's all right when there's like a solo artist on there, but if you get an actual band of four or five people and you're trying to get past them to go to the toilet, for instance, yeah. you're almost stepping on all the band's equipment to get around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I agree, and I remember when you played there, there was literally just you and the guitar. Is that when I played with Calvin? Get good. Um, yeah, I think you'd, yeah, because you're doing the mutual. Yeah, which yeah. was a get good get song. Get good right? song, yeah. Um, so there was just the two of you. So if you think like a four, four or five piece band, yeah, yeah, it's seen. not. not I, I have seen where they've done events there, where you know, as you walk in, then there's the little raised platform uh, bit through the archway at the end. I've seen them where they've had bands in that bit, which I, f- I feel mm. works out a little bit better. But I'm not sure the sound works again for that because of the shape of the room. Yeah. I'll tell you something. I'd n- I've never played the Frog and Parrot, and I'd love to play that. I've never, it's a venue I've never played. It's so. a, a cracking little venue. Uh, tram lines in, in Frog and Parrot is, is really something special. We, we saw Catfish and the Bottlemen there a couple of years ago, and they were yeah. brilliant. Resonate played there um, not long ago as well. Carl Maloney does, does a night there every Wednesday, I think it is now. So, yeah, well worth, well worth, well, see if you can get a gig in there. I'll try. You might even have a gig tomorrow. I've, just added, I've recently uh, added Carl Maloney, so I'm hoping to, you know, sort Carl, of. Carl's out. a regular listener, so, you know, Carl. Yeah. Get yeah. Danny on if uh, yeah, yeah. if you can. Definitely. Right, just time for us to say goodbye. Um, so, apart from your gigs, have you got anything else happening during the week, Dan? That's going to be of any interest to um, the listeners? No, I'm, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to see Spectre tomorrow, ah. which I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, so, D- yeah, you weren't a big fan, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm a big Bond fan, so yeah, and you'll yeah. get you'll get to see how uh, Sam Smith, the Sam Smith monk, Sam Smith monk, <laughs> Sam Smith song contribute. Uh, oh, whatever, forget it. <laughs> Yeah. Sam Smith's comes, song comes together with the, the title sequence. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so enjoy that, Dan. Uh, thanks for coming on, and we will see you, you. Well, we won't see you next week, but we'll be back next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.